you guys, did you see Teresa's Access Hollywood interview where she revealed that Joe Gorga only visited her once while she was in prison and that was when they were filming. Ooh. Ooh. I I mean, you know, okay, so this was Taste of Reality is where I saw this. And, and I'm pretty amazed and impressed at the way people will jump through hoops to take the responsibility off of Joe Gorga. So I'm looking at comments that say, you know what else Joe didn't do? He wasn't the one who put her in that situation. Wake the hell up. Or so what? Teresa put Teresa in prison. No one's obligated to visit anyone in prison. Sheesh. Anything to find something to try and badmouth her brother. She approved who came. It's not all that black and white. Um, I'm just confused. It's, isn't it more that because they were saying that they were there for her every single day, ride or die, no matter what, and that's what's so hurtful? Because now she's not, like, appreciating that or acknowledging that? And then, and we've got other people. I do remember Melissa saying this when she was coming out of prison. She said that, Melissa said that Teresa did not have her on her visitation list. I mean, I'm looking at these comments. I guess I hadn't really looked through these comments. People really hate Teresa. My God. At least on the, you have to understand something. Everyone's account, like every content creator's account has a certain demographic. And so if you're, for example, a Lisa Rinna account, like a pro Lisa Rinna account, more than likely you're going to have the comments be pro Lisa Rinna. I have people who follow me because they they like my opinions and they like my my takes. So that's going to be my demographic, people who typically agree with me. And so I think Taste of Reality, shout out, by the way, great, great page. Um, it looks like most of them don't really like Teresa. Um, and because, as you guys know, I'm not a stan on one side or the other. I just call it fair. It's just more like a it's more like a fact thing. It's like they say they were there for Teresa the whole time. And if he wasn't even visiting her, then doesn't that kind of say otherwise? But she did say, but Melissa did say that she didn't put her on the list. Oh god, see look this is so exhausting. Maybe I shouldn't have read these comments. <laughs> maybe that's maybe I shouldn't have read comments. Ay, that was exhausting. Another thing though I'd like to say before I get into the recap is if you caught watch what happens live after this episode of Jersey, you noticed that the polls were super in favor of Melissa and Joe. Someone wrote into all about the real housewives 
and they posted this. And this post garnered a lot of, I did check the comments on this before, just, and the comments were saying, a lot of people saying they also agree, they agreed they had an issue with this. The person wrote in saying that they were not even able to vote on this. So the, the poll was, whose side are you on? Teresa or Louise versus Joe and Melissa's. And it was like 70 nine 72% or something voted for Melissa and Joe. And the person was like, the the poll wasn't even available. Like it literally, you couldn't, there wasn't even the poll wasn't even there. So how are they getting these results? And a bunch of people were like, yeah, same. Couldn't even vote. Tried to, couldn't, wasn't even there. Take that for what, it, what it's worth. I mean, at the end of the day, the only people that can vote on that poll are the East Coasters or the few West Coasters who get the feed from the East Coast. So it's not like it's completely accurate or telling of everyone's opinion. But Jersey is starting to get a little exhausting. I was saying it wasn't, but this episode was a bit hamster wheely, where Joe would do something and then Teresa would do something. And I was like, but what this episode did have was some fun newbie action. You know, so it's good. It's good. And uh, real quick, before before I roll the intro, I just want to let you guys know something in case you're having one of those days where you're like, God, I suck. I can't do anything right. I recorded this recap yesterday. And you see, I record on my iPhone and I have the screen facing away from me so that I can use like the good lens side and recorded, finished recording. And as I go to turn off the camera, I went, oh my God, wait, did I even hit record? And I hadn't. So if you ever think, God, man, I suck. Just think of that. Just think of me talking to a phone, essentially. I mean, I'm, that's what I'm doing right now, but at least it's recording because I triple checked. Hmm. So, yeah. Also, one more thing before I roll the intro. I recently lowered my Patreon prices because, you know, in this economy, and I know that the ads have been as much as I love my sponsors, all of them. And I know they've been a little excessive, and I figured for ad-free content, $3 a month is better than 5 And I usually release episodes early on the Patreon by like a day, half a day or so. And also, just for $6 a month now, you get access to the bonus episode content, and you can even vote on bonus episode content. So yeah, check out the Patreon. Link is in the description. And... All right, let's get into it. Here at She Speaks Bravo, we believe that Bravo TV is a great form of self-care and therapy. Look at me. I've been using it for over a decade, and I am a complete mess. That's me, by the way. I'm Emily, and I'm your host on this journey. What is this, honey? I love that. If you're not already subscribed, get subscribed and hit that notification bell, because I'm releasing new episodes at least three times a week. I talk Bravo, I talk true crime, and sometimes I talk a little scripted. So whatever you're here for, I hope you enjoy the show.
We open this episode like we do all of the guys' nights, where we glorify alcoholism, or binge drinking, I should say. I don't, I, okay, like... I don't I don't give a shit anymore about them getting fall down drunk because if Jennifer Aiden ever does this, it's a problem. So I, I think Marge is a big fat hypocrite for saying this shit because when Jennifer Aiden gets like this, it's a huge issue. Meanwhile, her husband has been puking, falling over Joe Gorga, same thing. And it's hilarious. Sorry, I'm a little salty about this one. Can you tell? Meanwhile, Danielle's husband walks in and he's like, weakest initiation ever, please. But now we get, we're going to get the versions of these stories from Louie and Teresa and Joe and Melissa. Now, I was a little thrown off because Louie was so pissed last episode at the podcast. And I guess it was fresh. And I guess it just really pissed him off. And so maybe that's why he was like extra heated. But in this, the vibe I'm getting from him in this next day is that he's, he could see where Joe was coming from, it sounded like. Like he heard Joe. And maybe that's what happened. You know, maybe he did act through through Joe's little tantrum that he threw at that dinner table. Maybe he actually did hear him. And here, when when Joe said, you know, my my mother-in-law was close with my father. Because he was like, he was like delivering this message kind of in that, he had the same energy when, when she, when Teresa was making up with Margaret, where he was like the, the voice of reason. And so we'll get, we'll get back to that, but let's go over to Melissa and Joe. <laughs> Melissa stops by the construction site and Joe says that Louie brought up the podcast and he goes, I yelled. And the way Melissa goes, no, you yelled, you yelled as if that's like this huge thing. You yelled, get out of here. You never yell. Meanwhile, we could we've watched him brewing with his face getting redder and redder as he was talking to like his in-laws and just like take it down a notch. But they played this clip from the podcast. Melissa's in the clip saying there was a point in the show where they were getting rid of everyone except for me. And that Teresa went to prison show was able to be made because Joe had someone to film with. And there we were as someone he could bounce off of and someone to talk to on it. Oh, what a sacrifice. What a sacrifice that you were available to film with him. And so Melissa's version of put food on the table is we were just there for the family. We were just, you know, there for them, right? I was like, oh, I didn't... I assumed that meant that, like, they literally were helping them financially, you know? Sacrificing. Sacrificing so much. That's just what it sounds like. That's all about. But so now Teresa and Louie, they're, they're, they're talking in the kitchen. And I, I want to break down this conversation. So 
Louis like, you know, Joe's upset because Melissa's family isn't invited. And Teresa's like, if I'm not close with Melissa, why would I be close with their family? And Louis does say, well, you know, her mom had a relationship with her father. You know, they were very close. He's probably right about that. Now, that's very diplomatic. And I feel like that... I was very concerned... I was very concerned that Louis was trying to do the thing that abusive people can do, which is alienate and isolate you from your family. But Louis does truly seem like he's trying to bridge gaps between people, like he wants her to make up with Margaret. Now he's he's seeing Joe's side. And Teresa's response to this, though, because what I was hoping to hear from Teresa in that moment is... She wasn't, though. She wasn't close with my dad. It was only for filming. But instead, she says, okay, well, then why didn't my brother invite your family to Antonia's Sweet 16? Well, that's not the same thing. Okay? That isn't the same thing at all. And I think Louis wanted, that's, Louis's like, that, that we're not upset about that. And Teresa doesn't understand. She's like, right, yeah, because we don't care. And I think Louie was like, no, because she, they don't know my family like you know Melissa's family because you've known them for however long Joe and Melissa have been together. And you know what I mean? And so he's like, call her. You, you want to call him? Call him. You, you feel comfortable calling him? And I didn't realize this is like the first time they're going to have a phone conversation. So... <laughs> She's like, yeah, I'll call him and invite him to the housewarming party. You guys, if I have to hear the term love bubble one more time. So she has found a way to work it into the housewarming party. It's a love bubble housewarming party. Little clunky, little clunky for the, for a theme. It's a love bubble housewarming party. Huh? Fine. Take it. I swear to God, though. I, I, this better be the end of that word, that term. I hate it. I'm so sick of hearing it. But so she calls Joe. The conversation's like, hey. Hey. He goes, what's going on? She goes, you tell me. He goes, nothing. It's all good. And that's it. Okay. She's like, I'm happy you answered. It, had Louie not written the note that said, want to make peace? I have no idea where this would have gone. So she reads that and he goes, peace. Yeah, peace. Benito. <laughs> just, I don't want any talking, though. No talking. Okay? Talking just gets me upset. And then I love that Teresa is now saying... My therapist said it's not good to talk about the past. I'm loving that she's using my therapist said. And th they hang up. He's not he, he he may not come to her house her love bubble housewarming party. But I guess he says I love you. I didn't even catch that at the end. They hang up and Louis hugs her and he's like you did it. You did it. That was a huge step. I was like this is this was monumental. This is how bad of a place these people are in. This is wild. I'm still confused. It's all from the reunion? I guess I need to watch the reunion again. 
No, never mind. I will not. That reunion was was horrible. It was traumatizing. The number one thing that I've learned so far in 2023 that has been a total game changer is that gut health means overall health, mental health, physical health, the works. I did not know that serotonin is produced in your gut. So when you take care of your gut, it helps you to beat stress, helps with, you know, a little bit of anxiety. And the two products that I have incorporated into my daily routine are the Just Thrive Probiotic and the stress-busting, mood-uplifting Just Calm. Just Thrive Probiotics supports digestive, immune, and total body health. It actually produces antioxidants right in the gut. It gets to your gut alive, which most probiotics do not. It eliminates bad bacteria. It replenishes it with good bacteria. And if you have kids, you can open up the capsules and sprinkle it in foods and drinks to sneak it in there for them. And to take the stress-busting mood support to the next level, add in Just Calm. This product has helped me have a healthier response to stress. This product has helped me stay focused because I've had a lot of episodes to get done lately. It's also helped me sleep better and it's improved my energy levels, obviously, because if you sleep better, you have better energy. It's just overall great. Just Thrive products have more clinical research than just about anyone else in the industry. They're all natural and they have a money-back guarantee. You got nothing to lose. If you're ready to up your wellness game and beat bloat, digestive issues, stress, and more, you can get 15% off a bottle of Just Thrive Probiotic and a bottle of Just Calm with promo code SHESPEAKS at JustThriveHealth.com. While you're there, check out all their other research-based products for optimal gut and immune health. There is something for everyone, even a probiotic for your fur baby, all with a bottom of the bottle guarantee. Take control of your health this year with Just Thrive. Dolores's house. Oh my God. Frankie Jr. and his Nana. It's too much. I can't take it. It's too cute. I like, I literally can't handle it. Do you guys remember the little picture last from last season when she had to get surgery? And it's a picture of him like on the floor hugging her lap. It's, I cannot. It's so fucking cute. I can't. And she, Dolores goes, so what'd you have, what'd you have to eat so far today? And Valerie's like, I I had a piece of cake, but hey, I haven't had any cake all week. And Frankie Jr. defends her and she's like, that's a start. No cake all week. Look at that. no, No need to argue. Stubborn parents are stubborn parents. And they discuss a little bit of the Polly and Frank senior dynamic. And Frankie Jr. seems to get it. He seems to be like, you know what? He doesn't want what David and Frank had. He's like, that's not going to work for me. And he makes you happy. There you go. And it's pretty amazing how difficult it is for this like old school Italian family to understand that Dolores is going to be making these choices for herself now. That Frank's opinion doesn't even matter. If he's upset, go ahead. Be upset. Doesn't fucking matter. And I loved her confessional. I loved it. When she says, my family has always been my 100% priority. And that included Frank, whether he deserved it or not. That's right, Dolores. 
she's realizing like, you know what? Fuck you. Because I have made you a priority even when you were a shitty husband. And you were a shitty husband. So if he wants to be, if he's going to be a little uncomfortable, welcome to my world. Okay. When I was pregnant out to here and you cheated on me and refused to stop seeing the person. So. This Bill and Jen dinner was very, very interesting. I'm I'm curious to hear where you guys stand on it. So for my Patreon people, drop your comments. And for my YouTube peeps, drop your comments. Because I get what Jen is saying. Because Jen, you know, Jen's looking at Louie. For uh, uh, Polly, these people who have their women's backs, no matter what. But Bill is trying to say, you need to work on yourself. You're in a war right now with basically everybody. I think what he's trying to say is in the case of Dolores, I can't back you up on this one. I think I'm thinking that's what I'm getting out of this conversation. Because I hear Jen when, so Bill gives her shit kind of all around. So when it comes to the kids, oh, you spoil the kids too much. And she's like, listen, you're not helping the situation by going out and buying yourself a new car. But I think he's going, yeah, but I worked my ass off and I was poor for a while. And now I can afford this. And then Jen's going, listen, they had a tough year because of your cheating, buddy. And then with the Dolores fight, instead of saying, yeah, fuck you, Dolores, I've got your back. He's sitting there going, calm down, calm down. And she's like, don't tell me to fucking calm down. You know, I... I got to say, I usually can, even if it even if it seems irrational, I can usually see where Jen is coming from. And I will see where Jen is coming from at the end of this episode. I really will. But when it comes to this, this this particular thing, I really do think that she's being irrational. And I think that Bill is in a bummer situation because he's like, I he does need to have her back more. There have been way too many times where he's not had her back way too many. So I'm torn. I'm very torn because I get what she's saying. She's like, gas me up a little bit. Gas, give me a little of that. Like, yeah, we got, I got your back. Totally. And it hurts him because he feels shit on. Like, I'm trying to help you is what he's saying. And she, Jen says, I feel like you take my love for granted because you know I will always forgive you. Well, that's a big fucking statement, you know? And he's he's saying he's doing that for her, not for the other people. He's trying to help her. And this is just not translating. And is this just a bigger picture thing? Is she just still very mad at last season and the way he didn't have her back on multiple occasions? And I think with this one thing with the Dolores thing, I think that's an isolated thing where he doesn't feel like she's got a true reason to be mad at her. 
But there is a laundry list of times where he should have had her back. Like when she got in that tussle with Melissa and he like ran off and was like off to the side when he should have been right behind Jen. That's totally true. And also last season with the whole Frank thing and Frank being all messy saying like, oh, yeah, she called me to ask, you know, about this chick that Evan was with. I fully believe Jen. And it, it, she didn't call Frank and go, tell me about this chick. There was like a conversation happening and it just happened to be thrown in there. And that is very different than going out of your way to call somebody. And Bill knew. Bill knew what happened. And Bill wasn't defending her. So yes, in general, yes, absolutely. And she's begging for it. So I think I'm leaning more on Jen's side here. Yeah, I'm leaning more on Jen's side here. Okay. More on Jen's side. However, when it comes to the fight with Dolores, I do think that that one is still incorrect. And I think that's where Bill is coming from. But it's a very new... See, hamster wheel. God damn it. I'm going to get off this wheel for a second. Jen Fessler and Rachel meet for lunch. Now listen. <sighs> All right. This felt... My first watch, my first watch of this, I thought, oh, Jen, you, this was bad strategy, Jen Aiden, because she first calls Jen Fessler to get a wreck for uh, a therapist, which is a great thing to do because she's like, I need there, I need therapy. In my head, what probably happened is maybe Jen Fessler asked, what, so what happened with you and Margaret? And Jen Aiden answered. Maybe what really happened was Jen said, hey, just to give you a little backstory on what happened with Margaret and then went into it. So let's say that ha- let's say the latter happened. That's not so good. Bad strategy because this is her Margaret's good friend. Then Rachel called. I mean, then Jen called Rachel to say, sorry, I hope I didn't offend you asking about your nose. And maybe Rachel said what happened with Dolores and she gave the backstory. Or maybe Jen said, hey, just to give you a little backstory. Either way, not the best strategy. Because Jen is feeling like she's on an island with just Teresa, basically. And a little bit Melissa, but that's that's odd. But she doesn't have anyone. Now, Dolores isn't even her friend. So she feels alone. She feels misunderstood. And she's aching for someone to understand. Danielle. She has the new girl, Danielle. There we go. But she's aching for someone to understand her. And she's pleading her case to people who maybe don't want to hear it and are going to use it against her. And that's exactly what they do here. And... I didn't, I just didn't love on, on my second watch. I just didn't love their vibe with this. I didn't love Rachel's vibe. And I know that Rachel was already a little salty with Jennifer because Jennifer did smack, like she snapped at her. So I actually don't mind Rachel having a little bit of a chip on her shoulder towards Jen. She's allowed. So you know what? I'll give her some grace there because Jen did. snap at her. And Jen has to accept that if she's going to snap at people, they're going to have that response. 
But Jen is also one of those people that can kind of take a bit of heat and keep it moving, right? Or is that not accurate? Does she hold grudges over little things? Hmm. Let me ponder on that. But they have this conversation, and I I, I don't like when, when housewives, especially new ones, try to have the moment in a quote because Rachel goes, jealousy is a disease. Get well soon, Jennifer Aiden. Okay, listen, you know, you don't, you don't need to do that. We, we'll pick and choose what we want to extract and make iconic. Just, just do you and we got it from here. Okay, there's the weirdest scene. Margaret and Dolores go shopping for a housewarming gift for Teresa's party. And they talk about how maybe Melissa and Joe may not go. And then Dolores is like, let me call Melissa, which already is kind of weird because Dolores and Melissa don't normally fuck with each other. And then I feel like this was just a scene to like bridge like to, it's, it was like a, a scene for story. It was very much like the producers were like, we need to have this scene to connect the dots. And they Melissa picks up and says, Joe doesn't want to go to the housewarming party. And Dolores just goes, you know, look, time will tell. You never know. Thanks, guys. We didn't need this scene. Okay. All right, so I am on a countdown to my sister's wedding in August, and I want to just not dread the fact that a lot of photos are going to be taken. I tend to avoid cameras at all costs because I'm just a little insecure about my body, and I have time between now and then to tighten up the diet a little bit. And so HelloFresh is perfect because now I can pick from 40 weekly recipes skip the grocery store, and I can pick from the fit and wholesome option. HelloFresh does have other options, like they've got veggie or family-friendly. You can even customize certain meals by swapping proteins or sides, or you can even add protein to a veggie dish, maybe. And now there's a way to upgrade to organic chicken or organic ground beef. My favorite thing about HelloFresh, though, is everything's pre-portioned and the recipe cards are easy to follow. So you can make these delicious meals without all that time-consuming meal planning and prepping. And the ingredients are quality, okay? They travel from the farm to your home in less than seven days. So they're fresh. They're not frozen. Whenever I try to eat healthy, I tend to get a little carried away, find some recipe on Pinterest, get a bunch of ingredients to things that I never use again. Like I am forever haunted by this big bag of psyllium husk I got for one stupid recipe. But no, with HelloFresh, it's pre-portioned. You follow the recipe card. You make your delicious meal. And I'm no cook, okay? I'm a disaster in a kitchen. But I can actually manage to cook these meals, which I think that alone is a feat. Go to HelloFresh.com slash SheSpeaks65 and use code SheSpeaks65 for 65% off plus free shipping. One more time, go to HelloFresh.com slash SheSpeaks65 and use code SheSpeaks65 for 65% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. For most of us, learning 
in quotes, a second language in high school or college wasn't exactly a high point in our academic careers. Like I took four years of Spanish and um, I don't remember much of that. Now, thanks to Babbel, the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions, there's an addictively fun and easy way to learn a new language. Whether you'll be traveling abroad, connecting in a deeper way with family, or you'll just have some free time, Babbel teaches bite-sized language lessons that you'll actually use in the real world. Like when I go to Tulum on a sexy solo vacation later this year, I want to meet a hot local man and woo him with my Spanish. Babbel's 15-minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 100 language experts. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. It has corrected me a few times. I was a little insulted, but fine. I need to woo a local, so I got to get it right. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to the lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. So you got nothing to lose. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash she speaks. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash she speaks for up to 55% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. So now it's the day of Teresa's housewarming. Teresa does look gorgeous this season. She looks lighter. She looks glowy. She looks wonderful. Melania looks gorgeous as well. Joe calls Melissa, though, while she's getting ready. And he's like, I am not going. I don't feel welcome. And this is where I'm like, well, see, Joe, you know, you could go and this could be your chance to like. But to be honest, Like, all that would have happened is if he went, it would have been awkward. Because he would have been like, I feel uncomfortable. This feels weird. And that's how it always feels. That's how all, even when they are made up and okay, it's always like, ooh, is this okay? It always has a tone and an energy to it. But anyway, he's not going, which is a statement. That's a statement. And so then Teresa tells the girls, Joe isn't coming. And he's upset because I didn't invite Melissa's family. Then the girls say something interesting. They say that her family doesn't invite you to everything that they have. I'm like, okay. They say every small thing, though, like every little thing they have. I'm like, okay, this is a wedding, though. So. And I get people are going to say she can invite whoever she wants. Absolutely. But then don't they have the right to feel slighted? Like, don't they on the flip side have a right to feel that way? And doesn't it send a message to them? Like, I don't think anyone's taking that away from her, right? I don't think anyone's saying she has to. I think what the argument against against or whatever I'm trying to say, I think it's saying that it's just a statement that she's saying she doesn't care for them. 
And now it's like, oh, okay. Noted. Oh my God, that dancer in the bubble was was not giving what what it, what I was hoping it would give. The bubble wasn't fully like inflated. It was like it was sad. Did you guys catch because I dated someone who was losing their hair and it was like tragic. Evan is starting to lose his hair. I, I caught the signs of male pattern baldness. And that is tragic. Now everyone's arriving to the party and Margaret tells Jackie and Dolores about how Jen Aiden called Jen Fessler to talk shit. And Margaret, you just had a lunch where you sat with Melissa and Jackie and talked shit about Jen Aiden and said that she's on a downward spiral. And then in her confessional, she's like, she's a perpetual victim. You want all this attention because you don't get enough at home. Like, you're just as guilty. Melissa arrived in an outfit. I was just not anticipating that. With the look that the makeup was having, I just didn't expect a bun, a subdued bun with like a PJ set type of, I don't know what to call those sets, but just wasn't, it's not a look she normally rocks. You know, she's normally in like a dress with her beautiful, amazing body. Rachel tries to have a moment and tries to like tell Dolores how Frank Sr. feels about the Polly situation. I'm like, why the fuck are you the messenger here, girl? But Dolores literally is like, okay, Frank is not the man in my life and everybody's got to get over it, a.k.a. do not even try and make this a moment at this party or a storyline for you. That was the vibe I got. Everybody, let it go. This is not... Frank doesn't get a storyline this season out of me. Okay? Frank needs to know his place. Frank's one of the guys and he gets to do that shit, but no. Polly's the man of my life. Polly gets the storyline. Okay? Oh my God, the awkward scene with Melissa talking to Gabriella and Gia... Oh, my, my. Whoa. That was tense. Gabriella just like nodding and staring at Melissa like, "Mm mm-hmm, I see you, bitch. That's right. she That's what she was saying with her eyes. She was like, "Uh uh-huh, that's right. I know what she fucking said. Don't worry about Adriana. Don't, Don't ask where Adriana is right now. All right? Melissa's like, okay, well, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go get some food. She's like, all right, go ahead. She just stared at her. But then here's where Teresa, it's where the hamster wheel comes in that I was talking about. When Louis and Teresa make their speech, Teresa's like, you guys that are here are our chosen family. There's no one else here that I would want. I'm like, all right. Bill even yells out, we miss you, Joe. Like, remember Joe's not here? And Teresa's like, what? There's no one else. Everyone is here. We wouldn't want anyone else here. I don't know what. It's like, all right, now we're going to. And then it's not innocent. And I know, I know every Teresa stan 
every every one of you on YouTube is is currently commenting. I can feel the I can feel your fingers. I can feel them commenting. You're writing something. I can feel it. But I just it's like it's going to create the cycle. Cause then Melissa gets so upset and hurt that she gets choked up and she goes into the bathroom and she cries for a second. And then it cuts over to Teresa screaming like, it's all about the love level. Spread the love. Melissa does then say, though, that she's like, you know, she doesn't care about the people that were there for her. Like, I was the one showing up, driving the girls to dance while she was away. How are their stories so fucking different? How are the girls saying that they don't even remember Melissa being there and Melissa's like, I was there? You know what I mean? How is it so different? It's crazy because I just can't imagine the girls lying. I really can't. That's a big accusation. So anyone of the of the Melissa stands on YouTube commenting that the girls are lying, that's fucked up. I hope no one comments that because that's fucked up. But now Melissa shakes that off and goes, okay, we got to make another scene happen. She's a professional. And she tells Jackie, I hope you don't mind, but I told Danielle about that hamper comment you made. And Danielle's over here perked up because she hears her name. And Jackie's like, I don't care. I mean, she she's a horrible dresser and she wore those hamper shorts two weeks in a row. So then, so you're just a bitch. My God, what the fuck, Jackie? I thought that you were supposed to be this one we were like rooting for, but never mind. My God. She's like, she's not significant to me. And Danielle goes, all right. And she walks up and she goes, is this appropriate or does it look like it came out of a dirty hamper? And Jackie is not ready at all. She goes, no, right now you don't look like you're going to a pool party. However, I never looked you up and down like that. Cut to the perfect flashback of Jackie looking her up and down. Okay. Then Danielle's explaining. She's like, look, I got a bad vibe from you. I didn't feel it, so I didn't invite you to my party. Jackie does this shit all the time. She goes, okay, just get your hands out of my face. She does this. She controls the person that's talking to her because she's losing the argument. She did it with Jennifer. She does it with Teresa. She does this shit. It's very condescending. And they're not even in her face. She's just talking. She's just talking. And then Danielle says, I'm from Staten Island. This is how I talk. And how does Jackie go, what, is that a threat? How? I'm from Staten Island. This is how I talk. How is that a threat, Jackie? It's not a threat. That is so stupid. Like, that is so stupid. Okay. Daniel's like, oh, you would know if I was threatening you. I'm just talking to you. Jackie keeps acting like she can't handle the hands. She's like, oh, my God, I can't handle The hands are just so in my face. Oh, my God, I can't handle it. And then she goes, if this is, if there is an apology coming out of your mouth, then fuck off. And then she leaves. Jackie, this was your opportunity for a scene and you didn't even take it. That's why you're demoted. Danielle goes over and she jokes. She's like, if you guys knew where these shorts were from, you would disown me. They're like, where? She goes, nope, that stays in the vault. That goes in the chicchini and it's never coming out. I I love this chick. I love her. 
Margaret has to go. She goes and checks on Jackie. Oh, God, she checks on Jackie. Are you okay? Are you okay? But Jen's talking to Jackie and she goes, Jackie, she called you a snob. And she called Jen Fessler and talked shit about me. Shut the fuck up with that. God damn it, Marge. Jen clarifies that she's like, I did not say jealous. Okay, because that's what Jen Fessler said she said about her. I said you felt threatened. I think that is a very big difference and much more accurate. Jealous, I was like, jealous, but threatened, yes. Then they call Fessler, like, get your ass over here. Clarify this. And here is where I'm on Jen's side. As soon as Jen said, look, I'm sure you all talk about me too. I went, facts, because they did already. They had a whole lunch on camera where they talked shit about you. And Jen's trying to clarify, like, I was just calling to talk about this. And then I told you guys, here's the facts of the matter. And then Rachel jumps in and she's real excited to jump in. She was like, and another thing. And she's like, you also called me to talk shit about Dolores. And Jen was like, I was just giving you the history, you fucking idiot. Listen, and Rachel thinks she's doing something here. She's like, this isn't a history lesson. Okay. Here's what makes me mad about this is that after everything kind of calms down, she will then admit that Jen wasn't just trying to be petty and shitty and shady. But before that happens, Jen calms down and explains why she called Rachel. And she says, I called her to say I was sorry for bringing up her nose job. People talk shit about me for my terrible nose job. I felt bad about your terrible nose job. Okay. <laughs> Marge, don't you fucking say one word. You have talked so much shit about Jen's work. I don't even want to hear it out of your mouth. You do not have a right to say one thing. You ownership. Oh, don't even say it. I swear to God. Jen tries her hardest to say, I wasn't trying to sway you guys to one side. I was just trying to explain what happened. And thank God Teresa does step in. And she's like, Jen would not be trying to like get you to take sides. Then finally, Rachel does say, OK, look, to be fair, she wasn't saying anything to try to get me to like side with her. Oh, really? Huh. Well, that's uh, it's a little different than what you said when you had lunch with Jen Fessler, where you said it felt manipulative. Isn't that different? That's a little different, girl. That's a little different. Just saying. Rachel just goes, it just wasn't something I wanted to be a part of. And Jen's like, thank you. You want a medal? And Rachel's like, okay, I'm done. I'm going to leave. I'm going to go. So she goes, grabs her husband and goes. And Jen's like, keep it moving, you fucking idiot. And then don't let the door hit you or something like that. <laughs> Rachel's like, there's no door, you asshole. But then I so here. So she says to her husband, she's like, she called me an idiot. And he's like, wait, you want to check her? You sure? And see, that's having your wife's back. But again, the difference is Rachel's not like being dragged out. <laughs> that's the difference is that Bill's like calm down because he's like making he's like trying to diffuse it Rachel's like I'm going and he's like are you sure because we could go you know fuck some shit up but next time it's gonna go off 
because Jen's going to tell Melissa what Laura said about Margaret encouraging her to leave Joe. And then it's a big, the big Margaret Jen blow up. Margaret looks insane. Screaming, a fucking good marriage, you stupid bitch. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. That's disgusting. So, anywho. All right. This actually was a much better recap than the one I did yesterday. So I'm actually happy I had to record it again. Um, anywho, that's it. Love you guys. Mean it. See you next time. Bye. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. If you did, would you mind leaving me a five-star rating and review on whatever platform you are listening? If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget there's the super thanks option down at the bottom, the little button with the dollar sign and the heart. And also I'm on buymeacoffee.com slash she speaks bravo if you want to buy me a little coffee or two or five. And my Patreon, that is where I'm covering all of the classic Bravo jams. If you want to follow me over there and subscribe, link is in the description. And follow me on Instagram and TikTok at She Speaks Bravo. And whoever the guest was for today, all their information is always in the episode description. So if you want to follow them and check them out, check there for the info. And any of the sponsor codes that I mentioned in this episode will also be in the description. I love you guys. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. And I'll see you next time. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.